Welcome to Picks with the Professor, sponsored by Wager Lab, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, the professor, and I've built mathematical models to predict various sports outcomes, affectionately known as sideline. You know more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover half of the Friday first round games scheduled to be played for March Madness, Friday the 17th, 2023. Get you in here. Check out the webpage on the banner. It's not actually on the banner, but check out the webpage, www.pictureoftheprofessor.com. It's usually on the banner. I had to take it off because the banner got really long. Uh, check that out, though, if you're, if you're new here. Uh, otherwise, Google Sheet, link in the show description. That's going to get your silence projections for every single game. Remember, this show covers picks on the best games for the best picks on all the games for all the picks. Sign up on Patreon or Blackbook Sports or different packages and price ranges based on what you're looking for. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion of this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T. That would be a foolish and impossible goal. We don't get distracted when a team either can't hit or can't miss from three, or in the case of Nevada, can't hit from two because they only made two two pointers in the first half, which seems like impossible. I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, these things balance out in the long run, but they are literally impossible to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable every single day, that is an impossible reality. For any gambler, uh, Jake, uh, you know, disappointed in Nevada for sure. We're recording this at halftime. There's like no way they come back and win. And if they do, then I would love to eat my words. But uh, to me, the bottom line is we took four money line dogs in the tournament uh, in the first four games. Two and two made money, and that's the benefit to the dogs. And and now before that, we took a lot of favorites and we made money. And so I was I was actually talking to my dad. We were out at dinner tonight, and and about the money line stuff. You know, he, he does a lot of sports betting. You know, he's out in Vegas you know, once a quarter probably. And I was telling him, I said, it's kind of been interesting. We've been having stretches where we'll take like a ton of like minus 200 and minus 300 favorites and we'll go like 10 and one. It'll be great. And then we'll have stretches where we'll take a bunch of dogs, just go 500 and make money. And that's kind of the whole point of the money line is let's take the favorites when they're going to win way more than the odds imply. Let's take the dogs when they're going to go 50, 50, these plus odds. I mean, I don't know about you, Jake, but I mean, if we could go, if we could just pick every single dog and go 500, or all oh, well, the dogs we take go 500 all day, all day. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, so yeah, at, as much as it sucks to have Nevada, we got the plus odds on Fairleigh Dickinson. Boom, profitable night. You know, last night, as much as the uh, uh, that first game, you know, I, I feel like that was the right side, uh, fading the Islanders in that spot with their best player out. And if it wasn't for the like 400 fouls and that one guy shot like as many free throws, you know, as the whole other team. But as much as that sucks, we got the nighttime plus odds winner. So again, if you're going one and one with, Two plus odds. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's a great night. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we can't foresee the Nevada thing, but this is why I say in the long run, it balances out. And, and long run isn't four games, but in those four games, it's balanced out just like we hoped. And uh, to me, a pretty successful start to, to March Madness going, going two oh, and two with, yeah. with all plus odds. Yeah, as long as you're in the green, it's a great start. Like, I mean, a, a perfect example, not to pat myself on the back, but with these conference tournament things, I got what, five winners correct? And there's 20 plus conferences, but we still cashed out an incredible amount, even if you played them all. So it's like picking your right dogs is very, very important. And it works out in the long run because you'll, especially you'll see it during baseball that we will make a lot of money by taking some big dogs. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, don't break yourself, uh, break your arm there, patting yourself on the back. But no, but you, I mean, you do deserve it. Like we talked about before, right? The, the pay, you went on Patreon and gave out a bunch of those uh, conference tournament, those those long shots, and you did fantastic with that. Uh, so again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pitch it here rather than later. Just the Patreon again, a lot of great benefits, especially coming into baseball season. Y'all gonna want the Patreon benefits that top tier gets early access to the model projections. You'll get the baseball projections before the books put out a line and you'll be able to jump on all the mispriced money lines. You'll be able to get numbers better than I'm taking on show because I will play the openers. I'll wait till later in the day to record once it's settled a little bit. Uh, just a ton of great benefits over there on the Patreon. Jake will do this stuff. Cousin Jared will randomly pop in and give us his insight randomly. The people on the discord give him a hard time. He just pops in randomly. It's you can't, you never know when, he, when he's going to, when he's going to show up. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's always wonderful when he does. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we get to today's slate here, again, going to cover half the Friday games, going to cover the seven biggest games. And again, one game that won't be interesting, but we do have an angle we like. Uh, but before that, though, those reminders, please hit that like button on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball. I'm your college football content. That this channel provides this is why you should talk about the Patreon, but I've already talked about it, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Other than just to remind you, the Discord chat is a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to. We're recording this again Wednesday night at halftime of the first four. I'm really looking forward to uh, the page, uh, the Discord chat uh, during the tournament. I think it's going to be an awesome place to be. A lot of fun uh, discussion there on Thursday, Friday with games all day, so it should be a lot of fun. www.patreon.com/slash/pictures-of-the-professor. Again, all the links are in the show description as well. But again, if you're not there, still feel a bit here. Also, if you haven't yet, join us on WagerLab, the free mobile app that lets you make fake bets, either against a friend or against the house. That's what we're doing in our free pool sign-up. People, it's free. No reason not to do it. Uh, top three take-home Amazon gift cards, um, you know, bet spreads, money lines, totals, first half, whatever it is. Show off your prowess. Get some bragging rights. Take home some money. There's zero reason that you shouldn't do this. If you have it yet, again, that link's in the show description. Uh, remember, all total picks are traditional one-unit bets. All Moneyline plays are to return three units. That is the risk plus win equals three. So for the favorites, we got a big favorite today. We're going to bet like 2.4 units or something to 1.6. I think it's pretty likely that's the way to scale it. we got a, a big dog we're going to take. It's going to be like a half unit or a unit or something. They're going to be that much. Uh, so we're kind of just scaling it out, proportioning. That's just the way I do it. You'll see that reflecting the sheet you do however you want, but I found that this works pretty well. Otherwise, let's get to it. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. And a reminder, Jake and I do collaborate on this. We discussed. Jake, we discussed one game. I don't want to I don't want to tell people what it was. They can guess what it was. But we discussed one game that we decided not to cover. We discussed it for like 20 minutes. And I think we spun ourselves in so many smoke We were like, look, it's just not an angle. We tried. We really tried to cover this game. But it's like we kind of like kept going just around and around. So if you want to guess, drop it in the comments is what it was. We'll let you know if you're right. Uh, but <laughs> – now that we just think, you know what? Let's just not do that. Let's do other stuff that we like better, right? That we that we're really good with. So we, we we both talked each other into and out of several different picks on the same on that game. I think that's right. I think it, I think over the course of the like twenty minutes, I'm pretty sure I was on both sides and the over and the under, and I'm pretty sure you were on half of them. We were just going around and around. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, let's get to it though. Otherwise, here we go. Uh, Two p.m. Eastern VCU and St. Mary's. We start off with an under 123. The model projects this at 120.5. VCU obviously plays really slow. Seventh best defense in the country. VCU 17th best defense in the country. And that's with current players right now. The two best units on the court are going to be these defenses. And VCU plays at a pretty average pace. St. Mary's is a better athlete. Should be able to control the tempo 
St. Mary's isn't going to allow VCU to speed this game up. I don't think the models have been pretty spot on with both these teams' totals. 120 seems like about the max of this game. If you like first half unders, that might be the smart play too. You never know about late fouls or overtime. So that's always the fear with unders. But this is a type of game that's it's first to 60 wins. And if there's going to be an ugly like 58 to 49 game, this might be it. I mean, it, I'm just with the pace that St. Mary's plays at both these defenses, it could be really ugly, low scoring. With regards to the side, St. Mary's is a four-point favorite. They're priced right now at about minus 180. The model says they should be favored by 4.2 and that the right money line price would be minus 182. So the model leans St. Mary's. I tend to agree with that. I think the fear is that VCU's just been on quite a run. Uh, so that's why uh, oh, I'm a little hesitant. Uh, you know, I, This is one of those situations where I kind of like the under a little bit more. That's my official pick here. I don't disagree with the St. Mary's. The mo model likes the St. Mary's pick, but... Uh, Jake, that's the one you like more. So tell us more about why you like St. Mary's. Yeah, when, uh, we've I've talked about it on here several times. It's easier to speed a team up than it is to slow it down. But if you're going to slow them down, how you do that is very disciplined and have somebody who can get a shot at the end of the bucket. St. Mary's is extremely disciplined, very, very good defensively, going to make you take all the time on the clock. And they've got a guy named Logan, Logan Johnson who can absolutely make a shot out of nowhere at any time. Uh, I think both Kentucky's been on 30 points, even, even when they lose or all three Kentucky games. Like, he's very, very good, can get a shot at any time. Um, they also have a big guy that's very, very good and helps them slow this game down. VCU is going to have a hard time speeding this team up because they don't turn the ball over. They don't foul a lot. There's, there's just not a lot of ways to get this team going. Uh, and that, that also helps for the other because that team is just going to along. West Coast teams playing early East Coast games typically struggle a little bit offensively at the start, so that also helps your under, uh, especially first half under. Uh, the only, like I said, the only thing that you scared a little bit is VCU's defense force these turnovers. If St. Mary starts getting a little sloppy, that's where their points are going to come because VCU's offense isn't anything to brag about in the half court setting. They, mm. they're very, they're good but they really do need that defense to give them some extra positions and stuff because their shooting percentages aren't that great. Both teams are pretty decent for the free throw line. I think we're going to get not a lot of fouls called in this one because it's two defenses that aren't mega aggressive, and you're going to get a well under, and I think St. Mary's is the right play. Yeah, and it's, I think uh, if you like St. Mary's or you like the under, I think I'm in full support of that personally, and I think the main reason why is that uh, three of the four units on the court are really good. The worst one by far is VCU's offense. And so that would tend to say under and fade VCU, right? So again, I'm kind of like, if you like St. Mary's, you like the under, either one, I think it makes sense. Jake, you like St. Mary's a little bit more. I like the under a little bit more. I think they're both pretty solid picks. Not my favorite picks of the day, but both solid investments here for the afternoon slot. Uh, 310 Eastern, Pittsburgh and Iowa State, I, I picked Iowa State in my bracket. Uh, we didn't know who was going to win Pittsburgh, Mississippi State. And I made the comment. I said, if it's Mississippi State, I really like Iowa State there because both teams are going to do the same thing. I think Iowa State's a better team. With Pittsburgh, though, we talked about uh, – I mentioned on the show that, you know, Pittsburgh having played Mississippi State is a carbon copy of Iowa State. Very similar team. A couple of differences in that Iowa State shoots the three ball a little bit better, right? They get a little bit more of their offense from the three. But, I mean, otherwise, though, you're talking about – a team that wants to slow it down and play great defense. So, I mean, it's it's as, it's as similar as two teams can be, reasonably speaking, right? I mean, it, it, given there's 360 of them. Uh, and, and that and that gives Pittsburgh a little bit of an advantage here. So, we're going to take the plus odds at plus 155 here with 
at Pittsburgh. I don't really know what happens in this game. I think Iowa State's the better team. They played Baylor well at the end of the season. What does that mean? I don't really know. I do think Iowa State should be favored. But I'm not sure they should be favored like this. That minus 175 price tag on Iowa State just seems way too steep to get excited about, especially in a tournament that's called March, you know, madness. Uh, it's one of those things where Pittsburgh can shoot the ball so well. If they get going offensively, again, they've got their legs under them. They've been shooting. I mean, sometimes we see those first four teams do really well. It just seems too juicy to pass up this plus 155. Just too much value here. Just drop on a flyer on the dog here. Just too much sense here. Uh, otherwise, though, the model thinks it's priced pretty well. The model says Iowa State minus 3.9. The actual spread I'm seeing is four. So the model thinks it's priced spot on. Same with the total. I'm seeing 131. Model says 132. So the model thinks it's priced pretty well. But stylistically, again, the fact that Pittsburgh's coming off of a game, got, you know, already had some of the pressures of the tournament taken off of them here. We see these first four teams sometimes win and be successful. And again, playing a team just like them, I think Pittsburgh's got a little bit more value than the model thing. So we're going to, we're going to take a chance here with the plus plus one fifty five uh, with Pittsburgh. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. This is a very, very much a value play. Like Pittsburgh with the plus odds did well for us the first time. No reason not to back them. Cause like, which, like if we get the Pittsburgh, that version of them that beat Miami, swept North Carolina, the regular, that and not the one that lost Florida State and got destroyed by Duke. You're you're looking at a very good version of this Pittsburgh team. And then like if you get the Iowa State from earlier in the year that beat Kansas and Texas, that team is really, really hard to beat. But I mean if you start looking into the how they finished the year, like the last month they won three games. They got a hobbled TCU and a hobbled Baylor twice. Most of them they lost, including Oklahoma who was playing absolutely terrible at the time. Uh I just I think Pittsburgh seems to be having it going. I mean, they were on their what is their third string big guy last night against Tolu Smith, who's great. Held him under wraps till like four minutes. I mean, he still scored thirteen points, but he only had six rebounds. They took a big part of Mississippi State's offense away, and that like that's without their big guy who was like game time decision. But I mean, the free throws. I think you saw a little nerves there with them being a poor free throw shooting performance. But they got the threes going. They play very, very good defense. I think Iowa State's going to have a harder time scoring than what they what they normally do. Uh, I think Capel is a really good coach. He's proved it here. What he's going to be ready to go. I think Mississippi State was a tougher matchup because of how they played through through Tolu Smith and other big was Iowa State who's guard or not so much back down to the bucket and rebounding. Uh, so I think the less physical nature of this game being more uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the record uh, audience, Jake kind of had to talk me into this one. And I think for me, the, the clincher of why I was going with this was just thinking about this game and thinking about how I'm going to feel Friday afternoon watching this one. Cause you know, obviously we're watching all the games. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't really know what's going to happen because when you look at it, I mean, you, you were listed through some of those terrible losses that Pittsburgh's had and that they've looked really good at times too. And Iowa State says the same boat. They have some terrible losses and some really good wins. And I'm thinking, you know, you can make a case that either one of these teams is going to win by 10. And if you can make a case that either team wins by 10, take the plus 155. And I think you kind of said something along those lines of like, do we really know what's going to happen in this game? Look at those odds, right? And it's like, I do think Iowa State's the better team, but like, better team like minus 140 maybe not you know not not to this extent 
And so that's where it's like, yeah, just too good to pass up. And in a situation where like nothing would really shock me in this game, either team could win this game by 20 and I wouldn't be that surprised because these teams have looked, if you get the right combination of one team showing up and the other one not, and we've seen that this year from both these teams. Uh, so plus 155, just again, too much value to pass up on that one. 4 p.m. Eastern, NC State and Creighton. Going to play the, the favorite here. Creighton minus 225. Uh, this one is risk about two units to win one. Again, we talked about scaling our, our, our wages a little bit. Model says this is priced pretty well. It says Creighton by about five. That's about the spread I'm seeing. But, I mean, when you look at it, this NC State team just hasn't been that great as of late. The ACC isn't that great. Again, we only took Pittsburgh in that last game as an ACC team. For the most part, because Iowa State's looked just as mediocre over the last month or two, or, or month, month or whatever you know exact time frame it is. Uh, otherwise, though, this Creighton team I think is pretty good, and I just don't trust an ACC team to pull the upset, uh, given how weak the ACC's been. And I, I just like this Creighton team. The model likes this Creighton team. I've got them at tenth best in the country. Um, they're just solid offensively, solid defensively. I think we don't overthink this one. It's going to be hard for NC State to pull this upset off. So I, I'm on Creighton here, even like a price like minus two twenty five. Uh, totals 148 model would lean under at 146 but creighton has been playing a little bit faster pace as of lately and really been going over a lot so probably a total that i would wouldn't really want to be involved in based off of that information so just going to pass there focus on the creighton play here at minus 225 might be a great money line parlay with the next game that we're going to cover if you're into a little two-team money line parlay action jake what do you got yeah like the thing that surprised me most when I was digging into this towards the end of the year when it's just Big East team on Big East team, if, if I were to give you a guess, who's the best defense in the Big East? Uh, I would guess UConn probably. It's, it's great. It's great. You, like, you wouldn't think that they are playing, and not, especially not with some of their scores, they're playing very, <laughs> very good defense. Uh, and I think that's really going to rip apart NC State because NC State plays such an isolation type, type type game and you've seen that come back to bite them several times throughout the year especially here at the end where they lost three of the last four twice to Clemson once to Duke um, Syracuse with a zone really like it's it, almost impossible to play isolation basketball in the zone and that's why Syracuse gets them um, their offense is just not built to take advantage of where Creighton is weak and they're I know Creighton's not very deep team I mean like in their bench minutes they rank in the bottom 10th probably uh they're just they're very good offensively Kalkbrenner is a real difference maker I mean that losing stretch they had at early in the year was really due to him not him yep. not being 100% being out or partially in uh since he comes back they go on another they go on a tear I mean they they lost to Providence Mar Villanova Marquette and Xavier at the end of the year but most of those you can't knock them for because Providence was a double overtime. Villanova was a bit surprising, but Marquette and Xavier are both very good teams. I think the competition they put with uh, Big East is going to help them tremendously overall. competition has struggled towards the end of the year. I think they are going to absolutely score all over NC State. NC State's defense is not playing well right now, and I think NC State's offense will hurt them and how the stylistic matchup works. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just take at that point, even overall for the season, I've got Creighton as the 16th best defense using full season, not just conference only 16th best defense in the country is pretty impressive. Right. And like you said, it's not exactly what you would have expected from them at the start of the season, especially when you look at some of their scores, but a lot of it's just pace have been playing a little bit faster of a pace. So the scores might be misleading, but it's a really solid defensive team, especially with Kalkbrenner healthy without him. Of course, that makes a big difference uh, with what they can do 
you know, how they defend the paint, but with, with him in there, it's really a game changer. Uh, the other afternoon game, again, I, I, I do a little, look at a little money line parlay here. If that's your type of thing, UConn minus 450, it's big odds. So we're, we're going to lay about two and a half units just to win a half unit. But uh, UConn, I think, is a smart play here. And it goes back to what I said at the start of the show, right? Where sometimes we're playing big, big favorites and, it, you know, people, people give bad, big favorites a rep. But listen to me, people, I, 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 I'm smart at the maths, right? I do the maths. And the bottom line is we're picking out some of these big favorites, even something like minus 450. If, if we pick out 10 minus 450 games, you know, or, or 20 minus 450 games, we go something like 19 to one. That's the type of thing that we're aiming to do. These, these big minus 450, if we're playing them, it's because we're really, really, really confident. You can't just go through and pick all the minus 450s because a lot of the minus 450s aren't going to be profitable. You got to pick and choose the right ones. That's what we're doing here. We're not playing this type of odds often, but this has been a profitable pick. We played a lot of these minus like 300 favorites in this last week. And, you know, some people, oh, yeah, favorites, it's too easy. Well, if it's too easy, then everybody be doing it, right? And we made lots of money last week. So, Smart favorite here in UConn. They should be priced higher than this. The model says should be out to minus 512. So again, if you're in the minus four, it's a smart play. If you're up in the mid 500s, maybe not as smart of a play, but Connecticut's going to have a real you know, easy time here with an Iona team that I think is prone to spring an upset against the right team. UConn's not the right team. Iona doesn't do anything really well. They do a, are great. They do a lot of things really well. They're a solid offense and a solid defense, but... That, the problem is they're going up against a UConn team that's just much better offensively and much better defensively. With the right matchup, Iona might stand a chance, but this is a terrible matchup for them because they're going to be outplayed offensively and defensively. There's nothing that they can do pace-wise. They're not going to be able to speed UConn up. You know, UConn's going to be able to do exactly what they want in this one. There's a reason I've got UConn as the second-best team in the country. This should be priced a lot higher than this. Model says they win 84% of the time. It's probably actually higher than that. Uh, if you want to lay the points, you can. But the problem is the model says the points aren't that good of a value. It says that laying minus 9.5, the model says 9.6. So the points, not the greatest value. This is just actually a better money line play. We talk about sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes you want the money line. Sometimes you want the points. We're going to have the flip of this later in the show. So stay tuned. little teaser for the very end where we're going to say, I actually don't like the money line, but I do like the points. For different reasons but here this is the money line play it's a little bit steep odds but again it's one that if we're making this type of play you know 20 times we're going to be able to win 19 of them we're going to lose one we don't know which one but in the long run it's a smart play even though it's pretty chalky we took a ton of dogs here on wednesday it's mostly worked out for us we already got a couple winners uh you know in the in the bag with uh you know ucf and and fairly they can see a couple on tuesday with uh hofstra and eastern washington so we're totally comfortable play, playing the big dogs Totally comfortable playing the big favorites. We're looking for value wherever we find value. Jake, I'll stop preaching and let you talk. Yeah, like it's not sexy. It's not a win you're going to brag about, but it's a win that's going to keep money in your pocket and let you. I hope no, no. Hold on. I hope somebody brags about this win because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it would be like it's like everybody's going to be like, yeah, you, you went on a limb there. But yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got you got to build a floor, right? You got you got to have those solid ones so you can take the risk on the bigger dogs and it doesn't hurt you as much, like. This Iona team, to win this game, they're going to need so much to go right. They've got to hit yeah. threes, and they're not they're, – they're good three-point percentage, but they don't shoot a lot of threes. They're going to have to force a lot of turnovers, and they're going to have to get that pace going their way, and they're going to hope and pray that, for some reason, Sagongo or however you say his name from UConn is either in foul trouble, rolls an ankle, can't play at 100% because they, they're not going to be able to deal with him. And I think – that's just too many ands for Iona to get the done. It would have to be a perfect storm. This is a terrible matchup for them. And I was hoping to see them match up with somebody else because I thought Iona could spring an upset with how they play defense. Tino being a great coach and everything like that. I just, this matchup is not the one for them. UConn is 
too good here. They are a four seed. They earned a four seed, but they are much better of a team than a four seed normally is. They they struggled through the middle of the year. I think they got bored, came back at the end of the year. I mean, they are one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation. Look, no matter how you want to look at that metric, they foul a little bit too much on defense, but there's no other room on that defense to find any space. They shoot a lot of threes, but they're not ultra-dependent on the three because they have such a good offensive rebounding team with so much height, uh, so much strength down low. I think they're just going to bully ball their way through this. Thanks for coming, Iona. Yeah, and and you talk about Rick Pitino, right? Obviously, a you know Hall of Fame caliber coach. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or not, or whatever. But I mean, at some point, you feel like his his resume is you know pretty dang impressive. Uh, I'm not I'm not breaking the news there. You, the, a thing that a Rick Pitino coach team has done in the past in a situation like this, when he knows he's outmatched, is do something like go to the full court press the entire game, really try to take it to their opponent, something like that. I don't think it's going to work against the UConn team. They are so uber talented and so athletic that I just don't think it's going to work. Like I said, if it was against a certain team that maybe lacked, you know, lacked guard play or something, that sort of thing might work. If they were playing a team that was really one dimensional offensively or defensively, you go, and a Rick Patino coach team, I can figure out how to scheme and take advantage of that. But it's like, you can't scheme your way around the level of talent that this UConn team has. The only way UConn's going to lose in this tournament is by going up against a team that is insanely talented themselves, like a Houston or an Alabama or somebody like that. Or it's going to be, as a, like you said, a one where everything goes wrong. And that could happen, but these odds imply that it's going to happen you know, more than 10% of the time. And I don't think that it's going to happen. I think it's more of a 5% chance that, you know, or 7% chance that everything goes right for Ireland. Not impossible, but that's the only way it's going to happen. Uh, total in this game priced fairly well, 141.5. Models is 142.5. We cover some evening games now, 7:10 p.m. Eastern. Providence versus Kentucky. Uh, look, if you just want to rewind to the uh, Pittsburgh segment, it's basically the same story. It's one of those the odds are just way too good to pass up. The only difference is the model likes this one a lot more than Pittsburgh. It's an A grade play here. Model says this is a coin toss game. That might be a little high. I do think Kentucky should be favored. Model says that Kentucky should be favored, and they win 51% of the time. It's probably a little higher than that. Model just doesn't really like this Kentucky team for one reason or the other. But you know, they shouldn't be favored like they are. You know, again, this tournament's called March Madness for a reason. This Providence team is pretty good, right? They they might – it would be crazy for them to spring the upset here. So plus 165, just way too good a value here, again, in a game that it just – nothing really would surprise me. Providence has played, you know, pretty up and down here the last six weeks. And if they come out and lose by 20 or win by 20, they'd be like, that's been what Providence has done. Kentucky's been pretty up and down. More up as of late, absolutely, but – We've seen really bad Kentucky teams too. Anything can happen in this game. Plus 165, just way too, uh, way too good to pass up again and again. As the model thinks is pretty much a coin toss. Total 144.5. Model says 142.8. But both teams have been flying over the total as of late. Providence has been Providence defense has been terrible as of late. Kentucky's offense has been a lot better. So I, and model leans under. If I was going to play this, I'd play the over just because of how many points both these teams have been, been having in all their games as of late. Uh, Jake, what do you have to say? Yeah, look, I like the value play here with Providence. Like, you don't know exactly how healthy this Kentucky team is. They they were really beat up the last time when they played Vandy and lost to Vandy. Uh, they've had a lot of time in between there, here and there to get uh, healthy. So, I, I don't know, but it's there's a little bit of rust there. Does Wheeler come back? He's the only one still really on the injury report. But, like, Wallace was hurt. Frederick is kind of beat up. It's, I don't know. It's getting kind of crazy. 
Providence defense has gone down, but so has Kentucky's. Uh, Kentucky's been struggling to play defense there for a minute, and yeah. which was one of their better things they did all year. Now their offense has come up to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. Providence, I, I don't know. I think this game is very much a toss-up game. Uh, really going to be fun to watch. Probably the be- one of the better ones at the late later slate. And I'm going to put money on the value here because this is why you bet UConn, right? You take UConn so you can make sure you can bet. You can put a little half unit or whatever it is on this one and come, come out winning a unit and a half. It should be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. This is where we're betting 1.13 units to win 1.87. So again, it's one of those uh, betting a little bit a little bit less uh, because the plus odds. Uh, I've got Wheeler is out of this, and so that's a play to the model. If he plays, that would be a little bit of a surprise based off of what I've seen, and so that would obviously make Kentucky you know a little bit more favored in the model's eyes. But uh, yeah, like you said, a little bit of rust, a little bit of uh, who's 100. percent We don't quite know these things. Everybody's banged up, but Kentucky's really been up against it here as of late. Providence has the game plan. Got a great coach. They know they've seen, they saw what Vanderbilt did. They've seen what a lot of teams have done to beat Kentucky this year. They, they have the game plan and now let's just go out and execute it. And Providence has struggled as of late, but you know, again, and I, I keep saying this this time of year, we got to get beyond just how they've done the last five games. The first 25 games matter too. And then the last five games matter more than the previous five, but those previous five still matter. The previous five still matter. Right. And especially when we've got a player based model here, looking at how the players should perform. Uh, the model knows about the Kentucky's injuries, and that's kind of why it doesn't like them, just because it just hasn't really figured it out with or without the injuries. They've just had stretches where they look great. They've had stretches where they haven't, and that's where it's like it's be, they're pretty big favorites for a team that has not figured it out so often. Had they had they not had like that Vanderbilt loss, had they destroyed Vanderbilt like we thought they, they might play better in the conference tournament, maybe it's a little bit different of a story where you say, man, this Kentucky team's playing really well, and they have figured it out. But like I think you saw in that last game, they still have a lot of question marks. And so it's kind of crazy to lay points or lay big odds with a team that has so many clear question marks, right? Yeah, it really is. And like, if you're putting two teams together that are re- relatively similar and talented, the coach could be a lot of difference. And Cooley is a much better X's and O's game planning type guy than uh, Cal has ever been. So that's yep. another box to check for Providence. Yep, very well said. Uh, 725 p.m. Speaking of injuries, uh, I- I- I've got Miami star player here at – 25%. It sounds like he hasn't practiced yet this week. Uh, this is again Wednesday night, so maybe by the time he gets Friday morning, maybe you'll know a little bit more, but it sounds like he hasn't practiced yet. I don't think he's going to play. If he does, he's not going to be 100%. And so that really matters with Miami. We saw it um, in that Duke game where they just couldn't hang with Duke whatsoever. And again, Duke's playing really well, but um, they just could not hang without him, and that's just a big loss for Miami. We're going to be on Duke here, plus 114. It's another A-grade pick here. Model says that Drake should be favored uh, and that they win this 52% of the time. It should be Drake minus 108, so you got a wrong team favored type situation here. A-grade play, whether you're grabbing the two points with Drake or whether you're grabbing the plus 114. Uh, I like this Miami team. I love the you know their guard play. It's just that it's an injury at the very wrong time to their best player. And I mean, that's really the, the whole story is that uh, he matters so much. The model pulling him out really shifts the complexion of this game and, and how it's viewed. Uh, total is 146.5. Models is 146.9. So not a total worth messing with. But I just love Drake here. As much as I love Miami and their guard play, I just that injury matters so, so much. Drake's been a really good team. As of late, they're really overperforming expectations. They're really on a roll. Um, I mean, do, can I do I can I get to say started from the bottom? Is that is it, can yeah. we can we say that is that 
copyright infringement or something? How, how does that work, Jake? Sure. Sure. I, I don't know. I'm the wrong one to ask there, but <laughs> it, it does work out because they, they started from the bottom. Like they had a rough non-conference, a rough start at the conference. Yeah. I kind of forgot 13, they existed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> yeah. Went on a 13 to two tear. Like they absolutely dominated the Missouri Valley there for a minute. Yep. Um, like you can't overlook this team. They've got a top-notch defense and a very good offense. They're a great shooting team, very balanced in how they get their points, take care of the ball well, rebound the ball even better. Their defense makes finding open shots incredibly hard. It's This is going to be tough, and it's it was going to be tough at full strength for Miami. Mean, minus Norchad, it's going to be rough. He's third in scoring, first in blocks, and first in rebounds and blocks. They don't have a player to replace him. Like – the guard goes out, you can shift things around, but because they got so many was, of them, yes, because he was six seven and doing all the rebounding and battling with big guys because he's a big, strong guy, he allowed them to play smaller, get get their guards or their better players, get an extra guard out there because he can take care of them. That yeah. now you've got to play big, they guy sometimes raise four guards forward. with him, yeah. I mean, that was the lineup he killed Duke in their. In it, their and I was going to say that really can challenge a lot of teams because they're not used to seeing that, especially, you know, these teams that haven't seen Miami all year because they're not in the same conference. They don't, they don't know. I mean, they, they know it's coming, but like, how do you prep for something like that? You know, it's like, you don't have four B string guards that are any talent at all. I mean, it can really mess with you. And that's why this Miami team is so dangerous. But yeah, without him, it, like you said, it just completely changes the whole complexion of everything that, they, that, they're, that they're trying to do. Yeah. And like, there's like, this is five upset that I think, should be the top one on everybody's list, not not the yeah. Char- uh, Charleston or anything like that. I think this is the one you need to look at. You're getting plus odds. Uh, Miami, great team, full strength. I, I just think O'Meara means too much, changes how they play, and Drake is a very, very good team. Yeah, yeah could not agree more with that. Uh, moving on to the late slide here, 9.20 p.m. Eastern, Florida Atlantic and Memphis. When I picked my bracket, I said this was a coin toss game. I didn't know which way to go, so you shouldn't be any surprise. Give me plus odds. I'm all over here. I stand by it's a coin toss game. I love both these teams. They're both good. Whatever I said in the bracket show, these, this should be a 4-5 matchup or whatever it was. I stand by that. These two teams are much better than 8-9. Uh, boo on you, committee, for doing this to us. Uh, but – Plus odds is the way to go here. FAU's a really good team. Plus 115 is disrespect. This is a straight-up coin toss type game. Either team can win. Jake, I actually think you probably disagree with that. You actually think Florida Atlantic should be favored. Uh, so, I mean, yes. you like this even more than the model does. The model still gives this a B grade. Jake, that means I'm guessing you and your heart, you give this an A grade. You'd love the plus 115. So, I'll let you have the floor and, yes. and lead off as to why you like this so much. Yeah, I, would, I love some are a very good, very best, all-around solid team. Look, in the non-conference, they beat healthy Florida team at Florida. That was that put everybody on notice. Everybody thought UAB. That's the team getting the bid out of here. They won the series, season series two or three. Uh, the only one they lost was at home. Charlotte had a had a run where everybody thought they were going to be good. They handed Charlotte both losses. They play a fun style of basketball. I love when they bring out the Miami Vice colors. That just makes everything very, very good defensively, but even better offensively. They can shoot the on any given time. They don't make too many mistakes, and they can play slow and win. They can play fast, and they've shown it. Got a very, they've got a big guy that's very good, and he's got four or five guards that they can put around him at any time, and he is dominates it. He doesn't dominate the paint physically, but he is big enough. He stretches teams, makes it rough. Look, Memphis is a good team. I hate that they're playing in this matchup because I would have loved to have them 
to be able to pick them somewhere else. Uh, but they get a bit frantic at times. They turn the ball over too much. They really need that pace. I think they're going to turn it over a little too much. Florida Atlantic, it's going to look like that UAB game, but not the score separation. It's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a close game, but I, I think you're going to get too many turnovers. That's really going to help Florida Atlantic. They're going to be able to control the game that way. If you look at where Memphis has lost, they've lost to some good defensive teams like Seton Hall who forces a bunch of turnovers and Houston they can force turnovers. Florida Atlantic team can force the turnovers. Memphis isn't solid enough on the blue. They're struggling in the guard area, which is funny coming from a penny team. And I think Florida Atlantic takes advantage of that. Yeah, and I think the one thing I'll add here is it's when you think about the style of play, I think it's really interesting because like you said, Memphis needs that pace. And Memphis can speed up Florida Atlantic. That doesn't really hurt Florida Atlantic. If Florida Atlantic can slow down Memphis, that really hurts Memphis. So it's one of those where if Memphis has their way, I think FAU will be just fine. It should be a fun up and down game. Lots of points. Who really knows? But if Florida Atlantic slows down Memphis at all, that really does kind of tilt the, the, the game in their favor. So, uh, you know, it should be a great contest. should be a close game. But plus 115 is just insanely good value for, again, Jake, what you think a team should be favored uh, I've got it at a coin toss, so somewhere between FAU should be favored and it's 50-50. Either way, plus 115, a no-brainer. Again, a B-grade pick according to the model, an A-grade play according to my man Jake here. Uh, total in this one is 153. Model says 147.5, so the model is looking at the under on this one, thinking about the fact that you know FAU might have some ability to slow Memphis down. So model looks under. That's just something to keep in mind. I'm not sure. Uh, if you think if you think Florida Atlantic wants to play that fast game, you know, then the under is a scary thing. But I think that FAU defense, talk about that FAU defense, um, 153 is just a lot of points, um, you know, given given the way FAU can play defense. So, uh, again, model looks under on that one, uh, whatever that's worth. Which takes us to overtime. If you go a little bit off script here, and like I said, we're going to close out the show here with going a little bit different direction, a game where I don't think there's any value on the money line, but I like laying the points here. Gonzaga and Green Canyon – Look, we talked about Gonzaga playing insanely well down the stretch of the season, really with a chip on their shoulder, kind of reminding everybody that they're still good. They were terrible early on. We faded them all the time. They played really well as of late. This Green Canyon team plays like negative defense. They're going to try to slow Gonzaga down, and they might slow them down, but Gonzaga's going to score at will, and Green Canyon's offense isn't good enough to score on Gonzaga's defense. Gonzaga's defense isn't good compared to the top teams, but it's still better than Green Canyon's offense. I don't know how many points this game has. The model actually says to go under. The model says go under 155 and a half. But both of these teams have been flying over as of late. Grand Canyon's offense has been a little better, and they get their defense is terrible. And Gonzaga has just been scoring like crazy. So given how, how over these teams have been going, I don't want to play the under at all. I'd actually probably look a little bit more to the over. But 155 and a half is a lot. I mean, I could see Gonzaga winning this game something like 90 to 60. And that's only 150. So uh, I could also see it being 100 to 60. And that's 160. I mean, Gonzaga is going to score at will. And that's the bottom line. So I think laying the 15 and a half just makes a lot of sense because I don't really know exactly if it's going to be a little higher scoring or a little bit lower scoring. But I really think that Gonzaga's B team is better than Grand Canyon. And so when those backups get in, they want to get in there and score because they know they're going to be pumped to play in the tournament. And a lot of times the backups are pumped to play in the tournament, but they're not as good as the other team. Gonzaga's backups are as good as the other team. They should keep scoring and extending that lead. I kind of think Gonzaga wins this game by like 25 to 30. I'm not even sure it stays close. Grand Canyon cannot stop Gonzaga. Their defense is terrible. Gonzaga's got the best offense in the country, according to my model. Jake, why are we on Gonzaga minus 15 and a half? Like, if you go through Gonzaga's history, 
played in the weaker conference that they do, like not just this year, when they can beat somebody into the ground, they beat somebody into the ground. And, and it's not even in a mean way. Like they, they are just <laughs> – they just can't help it. <laughs> I don't. They just can't help it, and it's and like it could probably have it because you know they in the conference when St. Mary's isn't good, they to get a higher seed they have to show dominance, and they're that's what they do. Like I mean, if you look at the last game of the regular season, they played Chicago State, and it was one hundred four to sixty five. Like they mm-hmm. absolutely just murdered them, and it was I felt sorry for Chicago State. I don't think we're going to get that kind of score, but. I mean, 90 to 60 seems on the table. Gonzaga's uh, offense is just clicking. They're a very good shooting team. They've got a star in Timmy who absolutely shines when the lights get bright. Uh, Grand Canyon is not going to get in their way whatsoever. I don't think they can. I don't think they want to. Uh, they just want to get the ball back so they can try to slow it down, but I don't think it's going to help. I think Gonzaga's going to get this one up around 20 and 30, and it's going to just stay there the whole time. It's one of the ones like at the end of the night, you're like, you just put that on like the laptop or something just so you have it on so you can catch the highlight plays every once yep. in a while and then yep. not really pay attention to it because I think it's like it's just going to pull through. Yeah. And like you talked about the type of player that can really give Timmy a fits. You know, I don't really see that guy on the Grand Canyon roster. Uh, they, I don't see them giving their defense, they don't give anybody fits. Right. And so it's one of those where it's just not a good matchup for them. Grand Canyon would be a fun matchup against certain teams and have a chance to pull an upset, but this is just not the spot. For it, so uh, don't I don't know how many points they score. Might go team total over for Gonzaga because I just think they score a ton. Grand Canyon, they, they might score a little bit. They might score, you know, but it, it, I think if they score a little bit more, it, it, Gonzaga only wins by twenty. Uh, or if they score a little bit more, it's because it's you know both teams are scoring a lot. I don't really know exactly how the tempo is going to go, uh, but yeah, Gonzaga like said, it's, it's going to be one of those like every time they get the ball, they they should score. They won't obviously, but you know, you kind of expect them to score every time they have the ball against a defense like Grand Canyon, which is just one of the worst defenses to make the tournament other than like Fairleigh Dickinson, which is the worst defense in the country. You know, other than that, there's there's not a lot that are worse than Grand Canyon that are in the tournament, you know? Yeah, and Grand Canyon needed everything to go right to win that conference tournament. They had to play every day, and go, they went through two of the top three seeds to get there. They did it. That might have been the goal. Congrats! Your reward is playing Gonzaga team that's got the best co- offense yeah. in the country. <laughs> yeah. So, congratulations! Uh, thanks for coming. Yeah. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, that's all the games we got for you here today. Uh, remember, for all the other picks, check out Patreon. All those links are in the show description. If you want picks for the other eight games, Jake, any parting words? No, just sign up on Patreon. I'm going to try to throw, see if I can keep my futures thing going. I'm going to try to pick a couple winners for each each bracket and the, the whole game. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content right on this channel. Just drop right into your feed. We'll be back again all week with March Madness content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>